I'm Kevin Casey. I'm a professional mixed martial arts fighter. And right now, what I'm about to do is issue a warning out to all other competitors. I don't want overs. I just expect them to happen. Fatty's gonna fatty is real. How have I been successful in life? Oh, we are live, folks. Welcome back to another edition of the MMA Analysis Podcast. As you can see, just two of us, not two Canadians this week, uh, a Canadian and a Sodsman, uh, as the good Lord intended. Back to uh, break down some UFC, not Vegas, it's somewhere else. It's in uh, Kansas City, the house that Kraus built. Um, <laughs> and then burned it down. And then burned it all down. <laughs> um, so yeah, that uh, should be interesting. Uh, always a little bit more fun when, when fights are in front of a, a live crowd. Wes, how you doing this week? What, what's going on, brother? Yeah, we're uh we're hanging in there, man. Uh you know, trying to trying to dodge those bullets that are that are flying everywhere nowadays, you know. Um You and you and Lance, you I mean, obviously Lance isn't here, we don't know. Uh, <laughs> I I heard it wasn't because he caught a stray. Um we've we've been trying to tell him about the semen retention, uh, but he's not listening. He's just Jerking it furiously. He's got a, a masturbation induced injury. Uh, had to get surgery. It was so the man, bad. The, the man had to put a plate and three screws in his fucking wrist <laughs> from all the, all the non semen retention he's got going the, on. He's going to have some bionic crank sessions coming up once they remove that cast. It's going to be wild. Uh, but appreciate you being here with me. Uh, Sean's on the road again. Building railroads or or whatever the fuck he does, I know he tells us every time. Towers or something. Yeah, yeah, working on the railroad. We'll go with that still. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's quite the time to uh, to be alive. Watching my Raptors uh, blow this play-in game. It's going to be uh, incredible for them to end up losing this. Um, maybe if they get eliminated, somebody will go down and like punch DeRozan's daughter. They're uh, they they like giving her TV time now and shit. Like they just had her on TV. Like no, 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 no. You can't <laughs> no. Re- you can't reward that shit. Do not put her on TV. Pat Beverly's hitting threes now. Oh, this is, it's insane. We're done y'all, for. It's over. Y'all, y'all, y'all know what y'all need to do is send fucking Oak out there. Y'all got him on on the bench right next to the <laughs> bench. Y'all need to send Oak out there. Let him take care of fucking DeRozan. Yeah, <laughs> maybe maybe send him over to talk talk to the to the kid. Talk to the the daughter. Yeah, yeah. that's uh, that could be a thing. Anyway, uh, I'll I'll have my eye on that uh, as we're recording the first bit of this. But we're just gonna go back, break down last week's card as we always do, and then bounce it on over to this weekend's UFC on ESPN event. Um, not a not a bad one. Nice main event happening this weekend, and uh, a couple other decent fights on there. Uh, they they did what they usually do though, and bury one of the funnest fights on the card down on the prelims because they're sub one fifty fivers. Out of insane, I never absolutely. It. it like should be the co-main event, 
but they've got it. It's not even the featured prelim for whatever the hell that means, right? Dumb. I don't. Anyway. I don't get it. They did it uh, a little bit last week too. Uh, a couple things on the pay per view that you wouldn't necessarily uh, consider pay per view worthy, but we'll get to that. Uh, we'll we'll start off at the bottom of the card and work very quickly up to the pay per view card. Uh, Sam Hughes unanimous decision over some hyped up. Minus 250, chick who had never beat anybody. Wes, I, I don't know when I'm going to learn, but uh, I said after this one I need to lower the thresholds for the, the decision lines that I need to play in these uh, these women's MMA fights because uh, they're they're starting to catch on. You don't necessarily see the, uh, the plus 400, plus 500s anymore. So the threshold is going to be down at 350 now. We're getting 350 on a women's MMA decision. I I might just have that's, to play it. That's about what they're starting to, to sit at. Like you're you see a plus 200 or so underdog. Their decision women's is usually like three 350 now. They're they're definitely uh, catching on. Um, I, I had a I had a, a little bit of of both both of those. The, this was just an absolute fraud grappling Brazilian. Another one. How many have we seen? Look Another good. One. Look good in the first too. They they usually always look pretty decent in the first, and then it's straight gas party like every yeah. time. That's what happened. Uh, you you could see this one a mile away though. Like I'm never running out to to get even two to one on Sam Hughes. Trust me, but <laughs> you, you could see this one coming a mile away. Some some truths are eternal when it comes to MMA. Uh, next up, featherweight division. Old Steve got it done. Uh, a, a lot of people on Steve this weekend uh, and took out the the neuter bike. Uh, some brutal body work. That was uh, was a fun little finish to to cap that one off. Yeah, um, I had a little plus one sixty on Steve. Uh, just a half bet. It wasn't anything big. I. Um, I I, I kind of thought he could out outlast the the old neuter bike. Um, man, you're right. The the body work was was nasty. Uh, Steve Garcia still isn't isn't good. He was getting cracked all over the place. Uh, but yeah, I mean, good good win. Uh, I I saw quite a few people on the neuter bike. I actually liked him in this in this spot. Um, yeah, take a small little little dog there. Absolutely. Um, catch weight one sixty. Ignacio Bahamen. Uh, this this fight kind of kind of stunk. Uh, Ogden did nothing. I don't know if it's like if it's sexually transmitted or, or transmitted through the fight, but in his last one against the the dude that's fighting this weekend, Zell Huber, that dude did nothing, and then turn around in this fight and Ogden, I don't. Some of these guys come in. I don't know what the game plan is. I mean, I know that the the Baja man is tall, but I'm I'm not sure that I'm seeing what other people are seeing out of this guy. So the uh, the seeds are in the ground. We're pouring a little bit of fertilizer in there. It's springtime. We're getting some showers. Uh, the time will come, Wes. Look, I I took a small little shot this time. Like nothing, nothing big. I don't I don't believe like. 
you get a guy like that that showed up in front of you, you couldn't like put on a better performance than that. I just, I don't, I don't see it with the Baja man, but I gotta, I gotta second what you're saying about like Ogden. Dude, you're, you're in a, in the, in a UFC fight, bro. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, what is it with some of these dudes that literally like, I, I hate to, you know, harp on our boy, like Dick Willie, man. Like, Throw, at least go in there and fucking fight, man. At least those, if you're going to get cracked and taken out, like you're in a cage fight, you can't be scared to get hit or knocked out in front of people. Like you're so scared to where you literally can't. And I I just don't, I don't want to hear this shit. Like I froze up. I couldn't go. Dude, you're a, you're a cage fighter. that has been in 20 fights. Like you're not dude swinging his fucking fist at you. You you ain't freezing up. I, I, I don't get it, man. Like you're, you you you're probably gonna get cut off shit like that. So you literally yeah. want to be cut or knocked out or take a chance of getting knocked out. I'd rather take a chance of getting knocked out personally. Yeah, those are uh, those are the types of performances that I mean everybody wants to fight, and they're gonna Go pull find dudes in. <laughs> they're gonna pull dudes in from anywhere to to replace you if you're yeah. gonna put on contender series like is coming back here in just a couple months, buddy. Y'all better start <laughs> swinging. Trust me. <laughs> Um, next up, somebody who did get cut after a loss, uh, Cynthia Calvillo couldn't quite get there on the banger of a consensus bet last week. I know, I know we were getting shit for it in the group chat. I, I, uh, I, I played it though. I, I ended up playing it. I actually did. You had to, it was consensus. I mean, I actually obligated. I liked the bet. I, I, it was the way I went too. I, I didn't hate the bet. Yeah, it was uh not bad, not bad. Uh, split decision for Loopy Godinez. Uh, I guess like, oh, only half of her Canadian side showed up for that one. Uh, on I didn't watch it. I just know what the the result was. Still could still could have lost. I mean, I, I'm pretty sure it came down to the third round, um, and she just did a tiny bit more. Loopy sucks. Like I don't I don't know what. Look, Calvillo looked like absolute shit. Um, yeah, I know. Look, I will say, looked in the best shape she's looked in in years. Like, I know she dropped down a weight class. You could tell, like, she looked fucking slim and fit, and then looked slower than I could ever imagine. Literally, so slow, bro. Punches so slow, missing these short punches, just hitting there. Still came down to the third round, like. Loopy sucks. We got Loopy against somebody who was it Angela Hill? We hit it dog money against her. Like she is bad, man. We're gonna yep. get another good price against her. She's not good. Absolutely. I mean, if you're, you know, what was she minus two fifty or something yeah. in this fight? Like that's some crazy. of those fighters. Yeah. You just continue to see these prices. It's it's like people are like me. They don't even watch the fights. Um, what's up next? Ah, uh, sad one. Middleweight yeah. division. Uh, Joe Pfeiffer takes out the Meerkat first round knockout. I don't have much to to add on this one. Lost a little bet there. Yeah, me too. I I, I bet uh, some Meerkat money line, little Meerkat uh, sub. Um, I mean, we we kind of know it, there there was just this aberration of Meerkat a couple fights back to where his hands were looking good because the dude just couldn't connect on him and knock him out. If anybody with a little bit of power gets on Meerkat's chin, he's done. Like, he doesn't even get knocked out at this point. He takes a good shot and rolls up and, like, 
gets the fuck out of it. He makes business decisions, which I got, <laughs> I got no problem with. Like he did in this fight. He got cracked by, by a fight for him. That dude literally curled up and said, no more. I, once, once you hit that 50 fight mark in your career, it's, yeah. you know, can't hold it against somebody for making the business decision. Look, uh, Pfeiffer did like Pfeiffer, Pfeiffer, however the fuck. Um, yeah. He he did what he had had to do here. I still don't I don't know how good the guy's like. You you show you got some power, but you've knocked out literally a few bums, some dudes with some bad chins and shit. Like I don't know how how good the guy is yet. Who 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 knows? I I do like I do how like how he comes off though. He says I'm not shit. I, I don't deserve any hype. I need to get better. I'm not at the top fifteen yet. I'm nowhere near it. I like hearing that out of guys. It's way different than another guy we'll talk about later who was claiming he's already going to be a triple champ and all, all this other shit. Like, I like Joe Piper's uh, mentality when it comes to this shit. So, we'll, yeah. we'll see. I it, It's kind of weird to hear people call his uh, contender series loss a, a fluke. The one where, like, I, I know he broke his arm. He broke his arm because a dude picked him up and dropped him from six feet in the air. It's... <laughs> Yeah. He didn't just his arm didn't just break on its own, but uh, yeah. Aside from that, uh, he, he seems like a, a likable guy. Got a good story. Uh, we'll we'll see. I mean, it takes a lot more than that to, to have success in in yeah. MMA. Uh, as we'll get to up on the main card. Um, I assume you're you're talking about uh, the Calvillo fight. Uh, she uh, <laughs> she did beat up. Oh, uh, there there was a there was a there was a couple. There's a couple like air beatings <laughs> on this card. There always are. There always are. Uh, next up, I don't know if this falls into the the air beating uh, category, but uh, I saw some people uh, complaining about this one. Uh, Luana Pinheiro gets the split decision over Michelle Waterson. Um, again, I saw like the very tail end of this fight. I think it was out. Uh, we, we got the the new pup now, so back to back to the official uh, dog walk fights. And this was one. Nice, of them. that's awesome. What happened with the 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 Foster? Oh, that's 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 this guy. Uh, oh yeah, so y'all ended up keeping yeah. him, huh? Nice, that's awesome, man. That's cool. Yeah, so, yep. he's a good boy. Yeah, it's the dude. Man, his colors are different, but that's that's Ladybird's exact like patch she had the yeah. white chest and shit just different did, color did she have like a little spot on the back of her neck too nah, got she, a little one back there she was solid except her chest and one of her paws had white on it yeah we um, don't know there might be another there might have been another white paw there but uh yeah <laughs> could have been <laughs> who, who knows what's what's up with that um yeah uh, anyway um moving up to the now things start to get good. Um, Gastelum and Curtis, fucking banger. That yeah. was that, that was tremendous. Sucks a little bit the way that the the headbutt went in the second round that really ended up deciding the fight. But I mean, you can't complain about this fight. It was incredible. No, nah, I mean that that was a that was a banger. And I, I know I know Kelvin's gave us like some stinkers sometimes in his career. But he's given us some absolute banger fights in his career yeah. too. And this, this was one of them, man. Um, man, 
I will say too about Kel, even, even Curtis too, some of the best chins you'll, you'll ever see. Like, like Kelvin has taken tremendous beatings in his career. Curtis too, man, like, God damn the shit he was taking this fight. And like Curtis a little more like he knows how to roll with punches really nice. It's a lot yes. of his, his stance too. He does a, a sort of a side boxing stance a lot of the times too. Rolls real, real well with punches. Um, it does suck because I think Curtis won that fight. I, I am a little biased. I took some dog money with Curtis, but I think that he gets that second round if that doesn't look like a knockdown because it looks like a knockdown. It was a headbutt that caused the knockdown. Yeah. Um, and I think that's why they gave Kelvin the round because the rest of the round, uh, Curtis outlanded him and was looking great, was landing bombs on him in the second round. But all in all, great fight. Still a close fight. I, I scored it for Curtis. Without that, you know, I knowing uh, knowing about the headbutt and and yeah. what happened, I scored it for Curtis. I would have still really had no problem giving it to Kelvin, even still knowing that fact of the headbutt because it's a close fight, man. Uh, props to Kelvin. Like, I I don't I don't know how good the guy still is, but if he can show up looking like that in shape, the dude looked in shape, man. He had no problem making weight. Didn't look sucked out. He actually looked like he cut the weight. Um. The dude's still skilled as fuck, man. It's one of the few guys that's had Izzy literally about out of there. So, who knows? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and, I mean, Curtis has one of those styles that never really plays well to the judges. Like you said, rolling with punches. A lot of judges are like, oh, he got hit by that. Um, And it's his shoulder or his arm or something. Yeah. And then the body work, which we know they never score. So... Yeah, yeah, that's it, 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 it shout out Dan Tom because he talked about it too with the Curtis fight. Curtis yeah. worked that body over, like, and Which that's a great game plan against Kelvin too, because normally and, that dude's coming in yeah. blubbery and out of shape, and that's gonna just absolutely sap him by the end of the the first round. Never mind the third round. Yeah, yeah, and that's that kind of what was another reason why I scored a close fight for Curtis because I, I think us watching fights and betting them and just breaking them down. We score fucking body work. Like that shit really, really matters to me. Like, uh, I know leg kicks, not as much, but if a guy lands 50 fucking leg kicks on a guy, that should count for a little something, a close fight, but body work. Absolutely. And I think Dan Tom harps on it as much as I see anybody. Conductor of that train. I'm glad. I'm glad because he's absolutely (laughs) right. Like body work, I mean, good shots to the liver and kidneys and organs should matter as much as a good straight jab. And it's, it doesn't like they just don't, they don't score them the same still. If uh, a headshot doesn't knock you out, I would say that a good body shot is more effective over the the course of a fight. If it doesn't start causing a cut or swelling or knock you out. Or like stun the guy. Yeah. a, A body shot means. A hell of a lot more and over yeah. the long run of a fight. Absolutely. Oh, well. It'll never happen, but uh, we can dream, right? So and that's, uh, that's that one. Also, shout out to Dan Tom. Uh, I hopped on on his show. We did a little uh, rewatch of Ultimate Fight Night 13. He, he's doing some of that stuff for MMA Junkie uh, right now. Just going back and like rewriting a, an awesome old card. I think he's doing like one a month. Uh, so keep a lookout for that, but, uh, there's a video of, of us, uh, watching that along on Fight Pass and just, you know, having a couple beers and bullshitting as we normally do on this show, just 
on a different show for some old fun MMA. Pay-per-view kicked it off in the Bantamweight division. Uh, Wes talked about one that uh, he saw coming a mile away earlier on this card. Uh, I could see this one coming a mile away. I mean, 18-year-olds do not have success at the highest level of MMA. I don't know how many years we need to to see it. Uh, I think this kid is good-ish. He's got potential, but very limited in terms of his overall skill set, very raw in terms of the thing that he's good at. Uh, And when that doesn't work and you're fighting in a division like Bantamweight where there's not too many bad Bantamweights on the roster, it's going to be a tough go for you. Yeah, I mean, you know, first off, I I do think Rosas is going to be a good fighter. He has – the thing he's still, like, raw in and shit, though, when he – Gets it, well, you know, gets it sharpened, learns to get a little more control to go with those subs and shit. Uh, that's a great base, man. Like, it's a very mm-hmm. good base to be a good fighter. I still think he could be a good, and I mean, just, just look at the kid at 18 years old. Like, he's already in great shape and shit. Like, he's going to be a decent fighter, yeah. but they, they completely fucked up with this kid. Like, <laughs> I, I don't get it. Like, they slow roll some of these people, like Sean O'Malley and shit and stuff. Then you got a dude that's literally 18 with no really pro experience. You throw him on a pay-per-view against a, a decent guy. Like, Christian Rodriguez is not no bum. Like, um, you could see this man. Like, that line was just insane to me, uh, against this kid. Um, but yeah, I, I will say, man. Like, I, I think I think he's gonna be good in the in the future. But you gotta slow down, slow down with this shit, man. Uh, I mean, this isn't 1995 and Vitor Belfort and shit and stuff like that. Like, there's you're gonna see, you're not gonna see like 18, 19 year olds nowadays. They just don't have the experience. You could be an all world talent. You're not like. <laughs> <laughs> uh... Hey. We bet against him though. Like you best believe we was we was fading the shit out of out of slow kid. You know what I'm saying? But shout out Water Show, best base for MMA. Ugly and a motherfucker. That's the that's the best base for MMA because that that's kid right. he's getting beat on and made fun of his entire life. Lr, that's uh, that comment is way too long for me to put on the screen, but I can guarantee you that Roses Junior wasn't born anywhere. That dude was hatched in a cave <laughs> to a bunch of trolls. All right, that's uh, whew, that. Uh, that is something. Poor, I, poor kid. But hey, what did I, can't, I can't have a better base for MMA. What the fuck did I say? There's something about that chin popping out of his mouth or something like that. Man, that that shit can't be real, though. They added that. They added that on like this. His whoever hatched him is like this dude's gonna be a fighter. Attaching implants, yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, next up, Kevin Holland. So speaking of guys that, like, you know, we were talking about guys that don't throw and, like, have all these excuses, I froze up, all this shit. You could tell in that fight that Holland had an injury to one of his hands. And this dude just keeps going out, and he's too Fighter. stupid to care. He's just he's just throwing. He's the, shit. he's the dude that would throw down with Masvidal in the middle of fucking outside the arena if nobody was out there. Like, legit, he's a fucking scrapper. That's yep. what you want, man. Like, come on, that's why 
you gotta like Holland, man. Like, say what you will about the dude, but that guy shows up and will fight fucking anybody. I mean, he will mm-hmm. literally fight anybody. He got shit kicked out of him by fucking hazmat. I mean, um, yeah, you could tell a dude went out there. That's how done the old pontoon is, man. Yeah. He is fucking done, bro. Um, I mean, when, when Casper Moreno ghost is, is drilling your ass. Has you on death's doorstep. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we we kind of knew that. Um, yeah, I, I like Holland here. You could tell Holland literally came in this fight hurt. Um, too bad Kraus isn't around because maybe that could have slipped out somewhere and you know could have got a lot of that two to one on uh, minus two hundred on on Kevin Holland. But um, yeah, Holland Holland's fun, man. Uh, there's a lot of things you can you can do with him at at one seventy, man. Do to do to fight about anybody. When you bring out the best fight. In Wonder Boy's career, you make Wonder Boy look like something like that. Put him in there with anybody. Yep. And anybody but Colby. <laughs> yeah, we don't need that. Like, we just, <laughs> we don't need that at all. Bantamweight division, again, as we said, great division. Um, people Props. were ready to crown Fadrian Yanez over some wins, over some bums in the division. Uh, there I wasn't crowning. Wasn't crowning me, but <laughs> I I've made a lot of bad bets uh, throughout my life. Um, but man, I I felt like I I made a couple of common sense ones on this card. Uh, Rodriguez and Font, nice numbers. They worked out. Uh, Font got cracked in this one, but I mean, there's there's kind of this narrative that Font has no chin or like quits when he gets hit, uh, but that dude will fight back. I mean, it takes he, a really good quit. player to put him out of there. Yeah, Font don't quit. I, he usually nowadays, like I I talked about the other night, I just he, – he's got eye problems now. Like he's got – he's had fractured orbitals to where like – Every fight, yeah. Yanez literally probably cracked his orbital again because his eye was swollen within like a minute. Like his eye was swelling fast. I'm not sure Font can fight too many more banger fights and not just have his face, you know, swelt shut. But look, I like Giannis in this fight. And it, I don't know. Giannis looked good. Uh, he, he looked how I thought he was going to look. Um, I wasn't writing Fawn off. I just, I liked Giannis in, in this matchup. I, I thought he could, I thought he could hit Font. He, he did. I thought that he would uh, eventually hurt Font. Uh, do that to his face that he was doing and in this fight um i never forgot that font was a really good fucking boxer and has some fucking pop uh for for this weight class um i just thought Yanez was better at this point uh still think he's right there i don't i mean he just he got caught by a really good guy props to font uh props to everybody that had Font at, at dog money that was a really good bet uh, that's all i can say about it it was a great bet on font um, I was on the wrong side. Uh, I still think, I think Giannis is good, but there's some questions of, about his chin now because that's not the first time he's been rocked in fights at yeah. this weight class. So, yeah. And I mean, it's just uh, a meat grinder of a weight class. You, you've yep. got to be very good at band weight. Durable. Be you better be prospect. You better be durable as fuck at 135 because dudes put on pace. They can all hit. Yeah, you, you better be able to crack and get cracked at 135. Co-main event, um, 
<laughs> kind of played out like uh, like people expected, I guess. I don't know. Gilbert won. He could get takedowns when he wanted to. George has always been tough to finish. I mean, pretty good defensively everywhere. I, I, I don't know. This was a tough one to get the, the greatest read on to me. Um, so I just ended up passing and, uh, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I really like, like Gil in this fight, of course. Um, I had him in some chalk DJ and stuff, but one with Giannis. So of course that went down in flames. I, I was kind of on, on your side. I think I saw you talk to where this was probably going to go long and, and finish, uh, cause Bosvidal is hard to finish. A lot of people thought that, that Gil would get him out of there. Gil could have got him out of there in the third round if he wanted to. I uh, just, I didn't, I didn't think he was taking any chances, but he, he buzzed Mosvidal multiple times in the third round. Could have took him down at any point and probably got something on him. Uh, he played it safe. He got the win. Maybe this didn't want to hurt Mosvidal. They, they didn't, people was talking about trash talk. Like they was respectful to each other the entire week. Like they didn't really say much anything to each other. Um, both being from down there in South Florida and shit, they, I just didn't see any of that. And Gil just didn't act like that in the fight. So yeah. When I mean, it's also minutes. hard to be like trash talking and pissed off in a fight with Gilbert Burns. He seems like the nicest. He's like dude the ever. nicest dude. Yeah. I mean, Mosby dog, you literally the one dude you could start shit talk with and Gil never even tried once. Yeah. Like that's just not in that dude's nature. I mean, now the that best is gone. He's, he's that dude for the division. The best Gilbert Burns was him going crazy ass killer after that one fight going off, calling out a bunch of people. You couldn't even understand and shit. He did it like one time and then never did it again. Just didn't, it didn't work. Man, uh, well, yeah, Mosvidal says he's going to retire, or he's retired. Um, he'll be broke in a few years when the IRS comes knocking, and he'll have to fight again. So that we'll see Jorge losing another fight sometime in the future. You, you know me, Wes. I haven't cared about a Mosvidal fight since like uh, 2012. Like, <laughs> well, I mean, uh, I, I mean, him. Like, I mean, Dana's right no, on one thing. Not Dana's, even the Diaz, Diaz fight doesn't even count. If you're no, I mean, there. just the, <laughs> the knee, the knee on Askren literally made Masvidal more money than it made him his entire career off of one sequence of events. He literally yep. made more money off of that in his entire life. And I mean, if that's what you're known for, even if all the shit, like the people that never watched a Kimbo video back in the day that that never saw Mosby dog get the inverted choke on his ass or fight on a beach. Um, if you're just known for that knee, I mean, that's a hell of a fucking thing to be known for in your career. And it made him rich. I mean, very true. Very, very true. And really that's the most important thing in this game is fighters get your money. Cause this there's, shit is unforgiving otherwise. There ain't been many. I mean, there's not there's not been many over the past few years, and Masvidal could probably say he's made a about a good a grip as as a lot of these dudes outside a couple of them. Uh, I mean, it's wild that Nate Diaz is probably going to go like second on that list behind the behind King Connor, but Nate's probably going to go second on that list once he makes fucking whatever millions he's going to make to fight a fucking Nate at yep. two to one. You think I'm not betting Nate? Like seriously, I ain't betting Nate fucking two to one against that bum. I don't care what size Nate is, what he looks like. 
He's going to walk forward for eight rounds, eat punches Tommy. for three of them, and then win the last five. And Paul's going to get – he's going to be gassed out like Tommy Fury did. Like, Tommy Fury boxed that dude up. You don't think Nate ain't going to fucking box on his dude? Come on. Main event. Um, fun. I mean, when Adesanya actually gets pulled into a fight, he's fun. Great. He's great. Um, yeah. Got, gotta give him credit where it's due. Um, yeah. Uh, I don't think that he was on the way out or anything like that in the, the final sequence. I think that Pajara was uh, starting to, to break him down a little bit. Definitely had the, the leg compromised, but I think, uh, Pereira thought that because of how their previous fights had gone, um, he had Adesanya in a little bit more trouble than he actually did. You know, he landed some good stuff to the body, but he didn't really have him rocked or anything upstairs. And just beautiful counters from Adesanya, kind of similar to round one of the, the first fight, uh, except there was a lot more time in the round, so he had the chance to finish him off. Yeah, it sucks because, like, a couple of weeks leading up to this fight, I can, I was back on Izzy. I, I after even watching the first fight back, I was like, Izzy's the the better fighter. Izzy's the the better striker. Pereira's got one thing that power. Um, it, it worked the first time, but Izzy won like four and a half, four three quarters of that fucking uh, uh of that fight. Um, I don't know. Then I'm looking at it where you know we talk about it and shit, and it just so I of course switch back over to Pereira. I was I was dead wrong. Should have went with my initial gut, but it, it, as far as far as the fight, um, Pereira looked looked decent again, man. The guy hits so goddamn hard with everything he throws. Um, but Izzy did something this fight he didn't really do last time, man. To me, Izzy took chances. Izzy he didn't. I, I saw a couple. I, I've seen some some. Uh, you know, Twitter thread breakdowns and stuff of, of some of the fights, some good stuff, but, um, Izzy did throw more kind of range finding kicks in this fight. He threw more to the thigh and the body and shit. Um, the main thing is he did different in this fight is the time <laughs> that, but the times he did get backed up a little bit, he didn't try to grab Pereira or initiate a clinch and try to get off the cage or away from the cage. He threw, he took chances. He fucking threw punches off of the cage. That's what he did in the finishing sequence. Pereira got him with a good knee. Like that knee kind of landed. Looked like he got something really good to the body. Izzy mm -hmm. got hit in that sequence. Um, instead of like Izzy kind of going back and shelling up or Izzy trying to clinch out on him like he was doing the last fight, he fired and it fucking landed. It absolutely landed, and uh, like Brad said, man, when Izzy is pushed and put in these spots to where he's got to throw down, like at like the Paulo Costa fight, um, man, like the dude's incredible. Uh, this was uh, all that Izzy's done. The fights, like he's been in the UFC for like three or four years now. The dude's got like twelve fights or some shit, like. This is a career-defining fight to me, man. Like, this guy was a boogeyman to him. Like, legitimately had laid his ass out multiple times in his life. To come back and 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 fight a guy like this again and get a finish like that, man, that's a career-defining performance. I, I, I think this 
this moves Izzy up into an echelon, man. Like he is, he's, he's approaching a pound for pound, uh, great in the sport today. And, um, me personally, I don't care to watch that fight again. I, I, I'd watch it again tomorrow. They could run that fight back. I, I see some people that don't want to, don't want to see the immediate rematch. I, I don't, I don't necessarily disagree with not running it right back, but my God, I mean, prayer knocked him dead once. Izzy caught him. I, that was a really close fight up until the knockout again. So uh, they're Izzy wanting out the rest of the division. So like, who else you want to see him fight? <laughs> and they're one and one in MMA. The the kickboxing shit doesn't matter. Like that's a yeah. completely different sport and shit. They're one and one in MMA with a finish a piece. How do you not run that back for a trilogy? Yeah. It's a, we're getting Brandon Moreno and Figgy fighting 17 fucking times and shit. <laughs> and you don't want to see these two like monsters in, in the sport like fight again. Perfectly fine with that. Um, and I, last thing I'll say is, um, I got no problem with Izzy going over and fucking saying fuck you to Pereira's kid. Like that's perfectly fine with me. I know some people's all upset like, don't start giving me this unscripted. These dudes are fighting in a cage, man. It's kid like, it's kid yeah. was perfectly fine with like getting up in a ring and making fun of his ass after getting knocked out before. He can take a little bit of it. I'm, I'm fine with it. Yeah. I mean, there's a, a difference between like going outside of the cage and like saying shit to the kid. Whatever you do in the cage is fine. And like you said, that kid actually climbed up in the ring, did that yeah. shit right beside Izzy. And like, I know he was six years old or eight years old or whatever. I, I can never tell how old fucking kids are. They all look like little gremlins to me. Um, but yeah, he's, uh, I, I'm, I'm not even an Izzy fan and I wasn't upset about that at all. It was whatever. He just knocked out the guy that had beat him more times in his career than anybody else across all of the combat sports that he's done. Just, yeah, keep it petty all the time. Tom Petty. Um, yeah, baby. That's going to do it for UFC, what was that, 287? Good card. Um, that was yeah. a good card. It, it was. It was uh, – I didn't buy it. Uh, it turned out that it was almost worth buying. Uh, no, no, none of them's worth – I bought the uh, the bones card. I, especially now that they're in with uh, with WWE, they don't need the money. I, I I give them a fucking ESPN Plus subscription and watch all their bullshit they feed me on there. They get enough money. I paid for Fight Pass for fucking. I've, I've, I still got a Fight Pass. I paid for Fight Pass since it came out. They get all I my money. Still have. I don't even have Fight Pass anymore because I still like because I don't. It's easier to pay them like five, six bucks a month than to try to find That's a stream true. for LFA. And I still watch those from time to time. So That's it's true. easier. I think my dad still has one. So I log into that whenever I, I just, it, do it's it a yearly time. sub that comes off my fucking credit card literally every oh, year. Yeah. I don't even, I usually don't even remember it. I just get my <laughs> credit card statement and I'm like, Oh fuck, I still pay for fight pass and eh, fuck it. You know Whatever. what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> you got it for another year. I'm rich. I'm not Lance rich, but I'm not rich. I, I can afford it. Uh, let's put it that way. I'm not Lance. But I ain't rich. There we go. It's not there killing. Um, but yeah, ESPN Plus, very much worth it. For, yeah, it's uh, worth, worth every penny. Yeah. If you can get your hands on, on one in, in my neck of the woods, um, we get need it for the lacrosse, lacrosse too. Ooh, yeah, that's good stuff. <laughs> All right, moving on. 
UFC on ESPN, some number. I, I don't know. I don't have the Wikipedia open. Don't really care. Head, headlined by Max Holloway, Arnold Allen. Great fight up top. A couple good ones throughout the card. couple bad ones to start off the card. Uh, women's Bantamweight division. Joe's line, Edwards, taking on Lucy Foodslova. Yeah, I don't, I don't really have uh, much on this fight. Don't, don't really want to talk too much about this fight. So it's uh, take the dog and top master, and I'm not betting it. Uh, yeah, I'm just looking at the decision lines, and we've got a plus one fifty and a plus one thirty. So that is a big old pass for me. You could not pay me to care about this fight. Uh, men's bantamweight division. We've got Gaston Balanos taking on Aaron Phillips. Uh, Aaron Phillips is one of those dudes that has, like, the the Bieber haircut. Um, Just in case you were wondering, Wes, the uh, Tapology World Rankings for these fellas, Aaron Phillips is the 222nd ranked bantamweight worldwide, and Gaston Bolanos is the 260th featherweight worldwide. So... Some high quality stuff here. I mean, this this uh, what is this guy? Is that is that a is that Peru? Yes, that's from, that's a Peruvian flag. This dude is Peruvian. I might get a get a necktie around there. Uh, it looked like last year he knocked out our boy Sean Carey's brother at a at a Bellator event. I do not. I don't remember. I don't remember seeing it. This guy's. He's fought on Bellator a few times. I can't remember. He also him. lost to Sean Carey. Same same right. guy got choked choked dead. I guess he came back and was like, nah, fuck this. Uh, fought Han Solo's uh <laughs> little nephew. I, I don't I don't know. Oh I know Aaron Phillips hasn't hasn't fought in almost three years or something like that. So I just, I don't I have no clue in this fight, man. It's just not not something I, I want my money anywhere around. I, I get why Phillips is a is a dog, I guess, because of the layoff, but I don't know. To this dude who's losing to bums on Bellator, I'll probably have to pick Aaron Phillips. Uh think he's the more talented guy, but, man, can't bet a dude that hasn't fought in three years coming off a loss. So he'll be the pick and top master, but I'm just – I'm passing. Um, yeah, I've got nothing on this one. Uh, I, I am aware that uh, años in Spanish means years. Uh, so his name is Gaston Balliers. So I don't know if that counts for anything, but his balls uh, are years. <laughs> <laughs> um, women's strawweight division, just the the hits keep on coming. Uh, Bruna Brazil taking on Denise Gomez or Gomes, if you That's, will. This is like Sir McMahon trained down in Brazil anytime. 20 years ago? Like, it's, does she have, like, it's been mom quit for like two decades with her, right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. She looked like Sarah McMahon's daughter or some shit. The special one is her nickname, so I don't know if, like, Sarah McMahon's like, kid? oh, you're the special one. That's what she called her daughter down there or some shit. Yeah, I, I, I remember this Denise Gomes chick getting, uh, absolutely, uh, pieced up by, oh, uh, oh, uh, who uh the Bumai um 
That was oh, our last my one. Loma? Yeah, yeah. The, Loma yeah. Lagumaye? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, she got uh, absolutely pieced up by her, but I don't know. If, if this chick, like, wrestles like her mom, I uh, think she could take it down and, and put it on the old, uh, the old gums, but... Man, I have absolutely no idea. Uh, I don't think I've ever, ever seen this chick fight. Um, it says she got a knockout on Contender Series. Can't remember the fight. Ain't going back and watching it. So another complete pass on me. But I, I will pick the the fave in this one, though. I, I just not, I don't think that Gomes chick is any good whatsoever. Uh, looking at the decision lines here, we've got uh, Little McMahon at plus 110 and Gomes at plus 250. So Gomes is uh, is getting up there. We'll need yeah. a little bit more for it to be a full-on algorithm play, but uh, we might have to some, put some alerts on for that one. Lightweight division, we've got the fraud of all frauds, Daniel Zellhuber. Taking on Lando Venata, second Star Wars reference of the podcast. Yeah, this is going to be one of those uh, spots to where I'm just, I'm going to have to be just proven wrong. Uh, take my money if I am, but man, Lando is a slight dog to this bum. Like, I don't, I don't, Lando got a, got a little bit of hype, um, I don't think he's as good as some of the hype he was getting. Um, but he came back down to earth a little bit, but man, this is a Hoover kid is absolutely trash. I mean, he lost to Trey Ogden for fucking sake, man. Like, what are we doing? And he's a fave over Lando. Man, I think Lando puts on a pressure and a pace like he always does in a fight. And he's gonna, he's gonna welt this kid. Um, Give me, give me Lando at that dog money, man. If I'm wrong and Zuber is some phenom, like I just haven't seen losing to Trey fucking Ogden, uh, so be it. Um, I'll take some dog money on Lando here. Yeah, I, I think I, uh, I got a little taste of the Kool Aid after, uh, Zell Huber's, uh, contender series performance. I don't know why because looking back on it, I think I went back and, and rewatched it one other time. Um, the the plus two fifty for Gomes was the decision line, not the uh, the money line. Ah, why would I look at money lines on women's fights? I want a decision, <laughs> man. Come on, what are we doing here? Um, yeah, uh, I I don't know what I was looking at when uh, when I thought that he was something special or or possibly decent coming off of Contender Series, but man, that was a pathetic performance against Ogden in his UFC debut. Uh, I just don't know how you can see that performance and then see what Ogden did in his last fight and say, hey, this dude should be a favorite against Lando Venata. I mean, Lando's not a, a world beater, but he's got some tricky kickboxing skill. He can wrestle a little bit. Yep. He's actually going to do stuff once he gets in the cage, which, you know, that's, that's a lot to win a fight. <laughs> it's a lot in these bomb fights, ain't it, man? <laughs> Um, so yeah, I, I think that I'm going to have to go with, uh, with Lando in this one. Um, take a little dog money here. Not going to be anything huge. I uh, don't have a, a ton of trust in, in Lando at this point, but certainly more than I've got in Daniel Zell. 
women's strawweight division undefeated prospect Piera Rodriguez taking on Jillian Robertson and FYI Jillian Robertson is Canadian and has a minus beside her name. So I don't know. Just saying. Yeah, I mean, but this is a it's another South American fraud anyway, I think. <laughs> uh I, I'm not rushing out to bet Robertson here though. Um not at uh she she's down to where is that minus one ten? Uh bet three sixty five is it's got minus one ten. I'd I'd need plus here. What what I was looking at if I'm gonna bet anything here is uh Little, uh, little Robertson by sub is plus 285. Uh, I don't, I don't think that's out of the, the realm of possibility. Uh, if this gets scrambly, I, I think, uh, I do think this Pereira chick is much more heavier on the ground and, and on top, but man, Robertson scrambly can pull off arm bars and shit. So, um, I, I'm going to pick Robertson. I, I think she can, uh, can find a sub here. Um, I'm not sure I'm going to bet it though. Um, line's decent, but, Usually that's something you get three or 350 on. So, uh, probably going to be a pass, but I, I'll watch it. If it comes up a little bit, might be a small play, but pick is Robertson by sub. Um, looking at the decision lines, as mm-hmm. always, uh, Robertson by decision is, uh, 300 at, at five dimes. If anyone still has a five dimes account and Rodriguez plus 290. Um, also, I would, I would, if I was playing Rodriguez, I would absolutely take the, the decision line for sure. Yeah, that's probably a good call. Um, I don't know if this is stale or wrong, uh, <clears throat> but sport bet allegedly has Robertson money line plus 121. Yeah, I, I, I would probably take a small shot on Robertson at a dog price like that. That that feels like just looking at the rest of the market. That feels like yeah. something that hasn't been updated. So yeah. one of those sites that doesn't uh, connect properly to the uh, the odds aggregators. Uh, but you never know. Might be worth a look for anybody that has an account over there. Moving on up to the light heavyweight division. Yes, that's right. I said light heavyweight division for Zach Cummins, who. I don't know when the last time he fought at light heavyweight was, if it is ever. Uh, the man spent most of his UFC career down at 170. Uh, I think he might have fought at 205 <clears throat> back in his old MFC days. Uh, but that's going back to before Access TV was even Access TV. That's some, some HD net. HD net. Yeah. Uh, and he is fighting a man who has been around since before television even existed. Ed Herman. Uh, I, I don't know how much shorter the fuse can get for this man, but, uh, I think when it reaches its limit, it's a dud regardless because Ed Herman, slow as molasses in his prime. I don't know what's slower than molasses, but, Ed Herman is that in 2023. This is just an incredible, incredible fight booking. I don't know how this happened. I don't know why this is happening, but this should be hilarious. Yeah, I mean, how did 
they match up like 42-year-old Ed Herman <laughs> against Zach Cummings. He's like 38 now or something, coming off like a long layoff. How long is the layoff he's been on? Yeah, he, he's been off for almost three years, too. Nice. Uh I mean, that company it, was my dude for a while. That that man made me a shitload of money back in like the mid teens. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, I guess the best thing you can say about Ed Herman at this point is he went he went fifteen with Benefield somehow. Um, <laughs> that's about the best thing you you could say, uh, man. This guy's forty two, and I just. He's still taking some beatings, man. Um, got a, a win against <laughs> Mike Rodriguez. Uh, went 15 with Minifield. I mean, even at 205, if Cummings wasn't, wasn't off like almost a three year layoff at a two to one fave, you're almost like, this is kind of nuts, right? Um, I just, it's 205. It's a long layoff. I think you still got to like Zach Cummings in this fight, but laying that kind of price, just all the unknowns. Um, I kind of want to see the scale. If he looks okay at 205 on the scale, he, he might be a parlay piece for me. Um, I mean, I need like a really big price on Ed Herman to bet him against almost anybody at this point. Um, slow ain't the word for him anymore. And I just, one of these times he's got to be cracked and literally deaded, right, by somebody. I don't know how he keeps taking these. He's 42 now. I just, who knows, man? Um, Cummings the pick, but I just I, – there's too many unknowns for me, man. Yeah, like, yes, he's got to get cracked by somebody, but is Cummings the dude? To do I don't that. know. Cummings <laughs> might show up and and fucking look like USDA ain't touched him in three years. I, I just I don't I don't know how he's making two. I know he did fight at one eighty five last time, but that was three years ago. I, I don't know what the fuck this guy's gonna gonna look like, man. Yeah, yeah. Last time out, he was supposed to fight Sam Alvey, and he withdrew from that fight. So. If you're pulling out of fights with Sam Alvey, uh, something's really wrong with you. Didn't they get you at home? Maybe he's got something in his contract where he's like, I will only fight gingers. That's it. No, I'm done with everybody else. I hate gingers. I'm only fighting them from now on. Uh, and I think the theory here is uh, pre-pandemic, he, he lost to uh, Omari Akhmedov. And then he saw that dude get on all the supplements, uh, you know, the the old mountain yams, and head over to PFL. And he's like, ooh, there's an idea. Uh, he just forgot the, the PFL part of it. Uh, so if he shows up at 205 for this fight and doesn't piss hot, uh, he's doing it all wrong. That's that's all I, there is to say about this. I can't imagine what Zach Cummings is going to look like at 205 if he's not on PEDs. Like it's <laughs> not, it's not good. He's, he might look like Sam Alvey. That's what he's going to show up looking like, bro. Yeah. I, I don't really have anything that, uh, that I want to play on this. I mean, I'm going to very quickly scan through. I mean, the overs juiced up, um, which, suppose i get but man herman is so old uh if you're if 
you're thinking about that, uh, that Cummins is the guy to get him out of there. TKO is plus 500, plus, uh, yeah, 525 looks like the, the best over at, uh, Bet Online there. So if you want to give more of your money to Dave Mason so he can put, turn it into Bitcoin, that's the, that's the play for you. Next up in the flyweight division, the co-main event of the evening, Mateus Nicolau. Been going on a run since he came back to the UFC. A little, uh, you know, maybe a a little controversial win over uh, Manel Kapp to to start that off, Uh, but looked pretty good since then. He has taken on the raw dog, friend in the analysis. Uh, we're, we're big fans of, of the raw dog over here uh, in, in all of its forms, of course. That's why all these uh, podcast uh, co-hosts start missing shows because they got kids uh, too much into the raw dog. But uh, Brandon Royval, Mateus Nicolau, tremendous fight. It's absolutely ridiculous that this is on the prelims of a card like this. I like, I, I don't know. I don't know what we're doing. Wes. Yeah. We, we was talking about it. It's something like sub one fifty fivers or something that I don't know. They always bring them on prelims. I know they like mix the cards up to switch from ESPN plus. Sometimes they put them on, uh, yes, I, I don't know, but still, th- this is fucking stupid, dude. This is legit one of the, one of the best fights on the card skill wise. Probably the second best fight on the card skill wise. Um, might be the best, honestly. <laughs> yeah, 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 pound for pound, no, no doubt. Um, yeah, bo- both of these dudes are, I mean, a couple fights, two, two, three fights away from talking about maybe contending for something. Um, maybe a fight or two. Um, yeah, Nicolau's been been on a on a hell of a streak. Um, you know, got that finish over Matt Schnell. Um, a good performance, but I think that fight set up well for for Nicolau. Like Matt Schnell being old Matt Schnell and like good setup for a guy that that can that can strike clean like that. I I think he gets that kind of fight here. Uh, a dude coming at him and and going all out, but it's it's just a different level of a guy here. Um. I think it's a, I think it's a really close fight. I, I could see a pass for, for either one of these dudes. If it's, um, if it's a 15 minute kind of stand up kickboxing, uh, fight, I mean, Nicolau is really clean hands and stuff. It probably cleaner striking than Roy Bell overall, but, uh, man, this gets scrambly on the mat and stuff. I know Nicolau's decent on the mat, but Roy Bell just, just puts you in spots and gives you these crazy looks and stuff on the mat that just, um, they give guys problems. I think this is probably going to have some scrambles in it. Uh, Roy Val fights are just their, their madness. That, that's what he thrives in is, is those kind of fights. I, I'm not sure Nicolau is built for those type of fights. I think Nicolau needs a more paced, technical kind of striking fight, uh, for his best, uh, performance. I just don't think he's going to get that here. Maybe he does. Uh, for, for me, this is kind of a line play too. I think this is more of a pick em fight. Honestly, I, I don't know how Roy Val is almost a two to one dog. And the only losses to, to this dude's got, I mean, in the past, 
uh, four or five years now is literally the Pantoja and Brandon Moreno. Like that's it. That it that is it. And um, it's not like I, I guess he was um, he was kind of outclassed or wouldn't even say outclassed. He just got the shoulder injury against against Brandon Moreno, and then Pantoja's Pantoja. Uh, Roy Val just went to his world, and that's just you don't fuck with uh, Pantoja on the mat and stuff, man. That's you know. In this, in this fight, that's, that plays for Roy Val, man. So at this line, I want to see chaos. I want to see scrambly shit from Roy Val. I think we're going to get it. I think he's going to be some raw dog. And then I like him at this kind of price, man. I, I really do. One of my favorite spots on the card. Yeah. It's, it's kind of crazy. Um, I remember that I had a bet on Pantoja in the, the Roy Val fight. Uh, I know that line started to like creep down on fight day. I think I was at like minus 160, minus 170, something like that. Uh, and I was worried about that bet. I, I don't know how other people remember that fight, but Pantoja was starting to get tired in that fight. Uh, and Roy Val, his aggressiveness just kind of got the better of him there. Uh, Pantoja hopped on his back in a fight that I honestly believe he was starting to take over with his pace, and uh, and then when Pantoja gets on your back, you're you're fucked. Uh, so that's essentially what happened there. So I don't know how he's a bigger dog here to Mateus Nicolau than he was against a much better fighter in in Pantoja, the the future the future champ, <laughs> Pantoja. That's right. Yeah. Hey, I will mention one thing. The reason why Pancho's got a t- chance to win that title is, uh, he worked on that cardio. That cardio is different now for Pantoja. That dude's yeah. an animal. He's an animal now. He's, that's, that's going to be uh, a scrap and a half, him and, him and Moreno. That's, yep. uh, just got announced, right? Yep. So yeah, that's, uh, that's going to be awesome. I think he is, uh, several of our picks for, uh, champ at the end of 2023. So there is the opportunity right there. Um, but in this fight, I just think that, or, uh, that Raw Dog's going to get all up in Mateus Nicolaou's face, uh, and going to force him into an uncomfortable fight. I mean, we've seen that in the, the cop fight. You know, he can have a technical kickboxing fight and he can beat good fighters. We've seen that he can beat lesser fighters in pretty much any area. But a guy that gets in his face, has some power, is willing to throw weird shit, flying knees, elbows in the clinch, whatever he needs to throw, he can get to him. He's been knocked out a few times in his career. And uh, I think that, uh, that Roy Val can maybe not knock him out, you can certainly hurt him. You can put him in weird positions. Um, <laughs> uh, yep, uh, magic. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm with you. Um, I know that one didn't make sense. You corrected yourself in the next one, but uh, yeah, if uh, we're we're all looking for for Pantoja, you're, you're, out, I think you're looking to, to some right ori- some original Pantoja fucking marks from from way way back. I think he's coming off of a of a tough Brazil and shit with Pantoja, right? I the first time I ever watched him was in Shudo Brazil. Yeah. When they specifically yeah. aired a Shudo Brazil card on um I, I I don't know if it was Axis or, or HDNet at the time, but he was fighting Formiga and that was like 
yeah. this might the winner of this fight might be the best flyweight in the world at that time. It was just as they were introducing the uh, the division into the UFC. So it was like Ian McCall days, shit like yeah. that. Um, but yeah, uh, those uh, we're uh, we're big on the the Pantoja train. So that performance that Roy Val had against him said a lot to me, and uh, I'm going with Roy Val in this spot. I I know that. Nicolau, if this is a clean fight, he's the more technical fighter, but when has a raw dog fight ever been a clean fight? That, that dude likes to get dirty. Um, he'll he'll throw it in wherever uh, just to, to make sure that he can get his. But uh, raw dog plus 180 is still available at uh, multiple places. Um, what do we have here? MGM 365... Plus 170, Caesars, plus 179, bet online, plus 180, Raw Dog, consensus bet of the week. That's, that's strong like bull. Absolutely. All right. Next up, Featherweight Division. I don't know how you go from like that fight and then back down to some of this stuff, but we'll find a way. Featherweight Division, TJ Brown, Bill LJO. I mean, some, Fun-ish guys to watch, but um, yeah, imagine putting these guys in a card after Raw Dog and Nicolau. Uh, Wes, yeah, Bill, Bill Algio is always fun, and unless uh, <laughs> he gets a little resistance, and this dude starts, uh, he could he get a little tired there. He, he goes all out; he'll go all out. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I I don't know what what to think of this fight. I I, I, I was. Been impressed by, by Algio. I, I know he got the, the Brito, uh, win, um, and then just a meme fight win over, over the shitty burns. Um, but I don't know the, the last time out when I think when he stepped up in the competition against, I don't want to say Brito's like a step down, but like a, a veteran dude kind of step up in competition. Um, I, we kind of we kind of saw some flaws in in, in Bill Algio. Um, it's TJ Brown that 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 guy to to do it. I, I pro- probably not. I just for me, Algio's just I don't know. He's not a guy I want to be laying this kind of kind of juice on. Uh, just kind of up and down, man. I, I think he will try to put a pace on TJ Brown like like he always does, but um, I just don't know don't know if it works and. Just off that last performance, I, I'm going to stay away here. Not running out to bet TJ Brown at all. Um, pick is going to be Algio. I, I think he can can win a three round decision here, but I just man, last time out against uh, um, against Feely, he just I don't know. I saw some some things I didn't like, so I'm gonna gonna pass here. Uh, I'll pick Algio. Uh, just not a spot I want to be laying minus two hundred on him. Yeah, I mean, you know with an Algeo fight that he's going to get taken down. It, I, I could be fighting him. He'd get taken down. Um, it, it's a question of how much is he going to get held down and how much is his opponent going to gas out by like, the seven-minute mark of the second round. Um, if his opponent gasses out and, and he can start to get up to his feet and, and put volume on him, he's in a good spot. Um I don't know how much TJ Brown fits that bill. Uh, he doesn't have the greatest cardio in the world, uh, but he's, he's certainly 
going to be able to get some takedowns. Yeah, and and holding down a little bit, yeah. Yeah, so uh, I'm I'm worried here, too. Um, Algeo is the type of guy I love to play at dog money. Um, Not laying juice on somebody that you know is going to end up on his back several times, potentially for significant portions of the fight. So even looking at the the brown lines, um, and sorry, one last thing on Algeo. He's not the the type of finisher that even if he's down two rounds or if his opponent starts to gas, he's going to get the guy out of there. He's going to win the third round, but he also needs to win the second round in in most cases to get the fight. And not really a position that uh, I'm wanting to put myself into heading into this one. So probably going to be a pass for me. If the TJ Brown decision lines get out of control, I might look at those, but they're only like plus 260 right now. I think I'd be looking for a little bit more than that in order to play them. Talk about looking for a little more. <laughs> let's, let's move on to this next one. <laughs> Main card, kicking it off in tremendous fashion. Half a Garcia. Are we still at half a Garcia? That, uh, he's on. like... I mean, He's like three quarters now because he's three quarters oh, after the last performance against uh, against the Mush. Uh, yeah, I guess we can go three quarter Garcia. Uh, he was down to like a quarter of a Garcia after that Grudzimacher fight. I mean, whew, that was an all time legendary dog shit performance. Um, but we're we're back up to three quarter Garcia, but he's taking on a hundred percent Carpenter, baby. This is this is the grind fest to end all grind fests. Wes, what do you got here? Look, I I think there's gonna be a bunch of people betting Clay in this spot. I, I really do. I, I'm surprised the line is still like it's up. It's still over two to one. It's just like plus two thirty at, at, at Dave Mason. Um, I just I. I understand it. I can't, I can't see it in this spot. I, I just, Clay's pulled some shit out of his ass the past couple fights, man. And it's been some dudes. It's like that if he could hang on against they're they're gonna, they're gonna gas. You know what I'm saying? Like Holtzman was the fucking perfect one. I, I know Brad was on, was on that one. That, that was a good one. Um, I think Hoffa's got fucking 15 minutes of cardio. I think he's going to come forward. I don't think Clay can can get takedowns on him. I'm not sure Clay can clinch him against the cage a lot and grind some time out. Um, maybe I'm completely wrong because it's Clay and he's done this shit over and over here lately. Uh, I, I'm not betting uh, half a Garcia either. Uh, there, there's no way I want to play that kind of juice on him against Clay's becoming fucking late stage Diego, man. I don't know. He's just, he's pulling shit out. He's getting these decisions and shit, man. I just, I can't, I'm not saying they're as bad as some of the ones Diego got, but he's in these close fights that could go either way. And it's Clay Guida with the hair bouncing and shit and stuff and him doing his bullshit to where he's, he's not really doing nothing, but he looks like he's doing something. Garcia's actually putting stuff out there, though. Garcia's got output and shit. He does shit that judges like to see. So I'm just not sure who's going to do enough of that 
fake bullshit this way that judges this one. That's why I get taking Clay here again. I just I, I don't see it in this one. I, I think I think Garcia's gonna do enough to get a decision here, but man, I'm I wouldn't be shocked at all if, if Clay takes another split, like straight up. I Brad's onto it. I'll let him talk. I, I'm gonna pick Garcia, but no bet for me on anything here. Yeah. Um well, half of Garcia doesn't win fights unless he can get a lot of takedowns. Uh, like, like a lot of takedowns. Um, and those takedowns, they usually don't come particularly early in fights. Um, you know, Wes was talking about how Guida needs to, to fight these guys that start to wear down over the course of the fight and he can start to take over and, you know, get his, get his grind going. Garcia's kind of the, the same way. Clay wins a lot of third rounds in these decisions he's getting. Like he's he's the the dude in the third that's actually still doing a little something. But yeah. I get I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. So like you know uh, against the the machete, um, no takedowns in the first round for for Hafa, uh, and then as as the machete started to wear down, uh, you got three takedowns in the second round, three takedowns in the third round. The control time started to, to rack up. That's not going to be there against Guida. Uh, Guida is not easy to take down. Even old man Guida, um, I think he, uh, he got taken down uh, a couple times by Bobby Green in very sort of like weird circumstances because it was a Bobby Green fight. Uh, prior to that, he hadn't been taken down in a fight at all. Um, sorry, I gotta scroll down like real far. Uh, Dennis Bermudez in 2014. So like, if you're telling me that Hafa Garcia, the dude that lost to Chris Grutzmacher because he couldn't hold him down after getting some takedowns, is gonna take down and hold down Clay Guida, I mean, I I want no. some of what you're on. Um. Which, do I mean, it's West, so it's, it's the good stuff. Uh, but I'm on Guida here. I, I'm. Don't, don't talk me into this shit, man. <laughs> don't. Stop. I, I'm, I'm taking some Guida decision. Um, I, I haven't played that one yet. Uh, I have played Guida by split decision at plus 1100. Cause that's just fucking ridiculous. That's, that's stupid. That's a, that's a must play whether you like. Hoffer or not. Like, yeah. this is going to be a close decision either which way. That's crazy. Yep. So, I'm on Guida. I, I just I feel like there's no way that you can say that Hoffa Garcia minus 250 in this spot is a good bet. Nah. I, I no don't. One. Maybe Guida is not a good bet. Uh, I'm taking it regardless. Uh, but I feel like if there is a side to play in this fight, it's gotta be Clay Guida. I mean, this is, this is the type of fight that he's been in a million times before. You know, it's going to be dirty and close. And whether you think he does enough to win these fights or not, the judges do. And we've got 
15 years of track record that say that they do. And so I'm not going to argue with that. Judges still suck. They're always going to suck. You might as well make some money because of it. The, this is um, this is one of those perfect shitstorm fights for judging. Like, perfect. Most Clay Guida fights are. This one is going to be like the perfect shitstorm. You might as well fucking call up fucking Clooney or Wahlberg or whichever the fuck was in one of those. The perfect shitstorm because this Guida fight is going to be it for that split decision is crazy. What was just split decision? Um, I'll pull that up. It's usually like 400 or something like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this is, uh, do you think that the people in Kansas City are going to be cheering for three quarters of a Garcia? Or do you think they're going to be cheering for Clay Guido whipping his hair back and forth like uh, Willow Smith? Guido could probably be fighting anywhere <laughs> but Juarez, and he's going to get cheered over <laughs> half a Garcia, you know, like straight up. Uh, the, the fight to go to split decision is plus 400. Yeah. So that's... Levin's a, a lot, lot better, especially when you, you like the side. Yeah, especially, I mean, that math, I'm, I'm all right at math. I'm not the greatest at math. Um, but if you think a fight going to split decision is plus 400, that means that you think it's going to be close at that range. So you're adding another, you know, two and a half, a little bit more on top of that. Uh, I, I know that Guida's a, a plus 200 dog here, but if you think that the, uh, the split decision is plus 400, the one side of it shouldn't be that much higher than the other, but whatever. I'll take, uh, I'll still take it. Uh, next up, we spent a little bit of time on that one. This one's all right. This is, uh, third best fight on the card. Maybe fourth, you know, co-main events. All right. Bantamweight division. Of course, good fights at Bantamweight. Um, I mean, are calf kickers the crotch sniffers of strikers, Wes? Or, uh, you know, what what are we doing here? I think we got – we're at the point to where it's so prevalent. We have we have to have uh, a degree chart of, of calf kickers now. There's the okay. calf kickers that literally hurt you with their shit. And there's other ones that just, like, kind of jab your calf over and over. Those are the ones that – could sniff some some crotch (laughs) that's that's fair Uh, i think these guys like sort of qualify as the the ones that can hurt you one one thing one's a borderline sniffer but he can (laughs) he can hurt you but he can guillotine you as well so i mean that that's gotta count for something and we know that gutierrez has nothing besides his calf kicks Dude is, dude is lost if he can't kick you in your lower leg. Uh, but Pedro Munoz, Chris Gutierrez, who you got, Wes? Yeah, this is um, – there, there's a few of these fights on this card, but this is just another one to where I, I just think the line's a, l- a little too wide on a, on a really good fighter. Um, I mean, the last time we saw Pedro Munoz, Munoz uh, he was cruising, I think, to a win over a guy that's starting to be respected and have a, you know, um, is not as bad as we all kind of thought, um, you know, actually very good. I mean, shockingly, 
O'Malley's performance against Peter Yan is is legit. Uh, it really is, even though he lost the fight. Like it was one of the worst decisions I've ever seen in fucking almost you know twenty five years of watching this. It's a horrible decision. Sean O'Malley got his against you know Peter Yan in that fight. Um, saying that like Munoz was looking great in that fight. That's the last time we saw saw Munoz. Um, and for me, like Gutierrez is. And he is what he is, but he is beating like nobodies, bro. Like absolute nobodies. Like this, this is going to, even a 36 year old Pedro Munoz is going to be the, the best dude by far that he's a Frankie, not with no, this, you know, version of Frankie, notwithstanding. Um, I mean, it's amazing that he survived in that fight. I mean. <laughs> Um, Sorry, I had, I had to do my uh, my Lance bit in his absence <laughs> for this one. So, yeah, I just – man, I feel here that – I mean, this is just a close fight uh, on the feet. Uh, probably where it's going to be, two dudes kicking at each other's fucking legs a lot. Um, I, I think Pedro's probably the, the little bit more dynamic striker. I think he's got a little bit cleaner hands. Uh, Gutierrez might have a, a little bit more power, probably even, um, one dude's plus 180. Um, uh, a proven dude that's fought some of the best competition out there that was looking good against a really good guy in the, in the, the last time we saw him was probably on his way to, to winning a decision against him. So, um, at, at plus 180, I just, I, if, uh, if Gutierrez comes out here and fucking calf kicks and hits a nerve on Pedro or some shit, uh, then, then I lose. I, I don't know, but I'm, I'm going to take that plus 180, uh, against a guy that I just think is just a better dude that's fought way better competition over so many years. Um, yeah, I'll take a little bit of, uh, Pedro here. I think he probably wants a decision. I, I think I'm going to have to get on board with you. I, I don't feel great about it. Um, you know, if we knew that Munoz was going to come out and, even think about grappling, um, then he should be like minus 300 in this fight yeah. because but he ne- cannot grapple. Pedro uh, just never does, is the problem. <laughs> he never does. Um, I, I don't know if maybe we'll end up in like a scramble because of all the kicks that these guys are going to be throwing or something yeah. like that. But any sort of grappling, he's got a huge edge in this fight. Think that Gutierrez probably has a little edge in the striking at this point. Um, I, I don't know that he's that much better, and I don't know that it's going to be enough that it's clear for for the judges. So I still think that even if Munoz is a complete mook and doesn't grapple again, which we know he's not going to, uh, and this just ends up as a 15 minute kickboxing match, it's going to be two guys throwing calf kicks at each other. It's going to be even. Um, I don't think that either of them is really going to have a huge impact on one another uh, in terms of those calf kicks. So really, it's kind of a, a coin toss. It's 50-50 uh, with the possibility that if grappling happens, there's a huge advantage for Pedro Munoz in this fight. So uh, at that considering all those things, I've got to take a little Pedro Munoz uh, in this spot. Decisions uh, plus, plus three. Decisions plus three fifty on Pedro too. That's that's actually kind of nice. I think that's that's kind of nutty. I mean, 
He's got this is like this is like dumb sort of round robin stuff, but submission is eleven hundred. Yeah, um, like you said, if it happens to get into a scramble, big advantage and would a, a line you would if they could say it hits the mat once, yeah, I'll take some of that eleven hundred. Mm. But the percentage chance of it hitting that mat once is usually not good with Pedro anymore. It, maybe one of them hits the nerve and the other one has yeah. to shoot a takedown. So yeah. you, you never know. But uh, that's probably something dumb that I'll throw in around Robin uh, that will be a leg that doesn't cash. But, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. I, I do think that Munoz at plus 180 definitely has some upside, though. Light heavyweight division, Eon Cute Labia taking on Tanner the Hoser Bozer down at 205. You know, people think that this matters. I don't think it matters at all. Every lower weight or smaller heavyweight is really just a light heavyweight that's too lazy to cut weight. Mm-hmm. Bozer finally decided to cut weight. I don't think it's going to give him a significant size or strength advantage. He still can't wrestle. Um, so I, this fight might as well be at, you know, a catch weight of 215 or 220. Uh, I think it's the exact same fight as it happening at 205. But Wes, what are your thoughts here? Yeah, this is, um, man, you just, it's so hard with, with fucking cute labia, man. Like, I feel like this guy could go out there and if he... I find it pretty difficult with Q-Lady and myself. <laughs> it's tough. If he could get a dude down one time, it's... That labia is going to start pounding. You know what I'm saying? And and they could be in trouble. Just sucks the life right out of you, you know? Yeah. He, he really does. <laughs> um, I don't know. I just... I have, I have a, a really tough, really tough time uh, reading this fight. Um we was kind of talking earlier. I, I was kind of leaning Bozer to, to just kind of keep this standing and slow, uh, keeping a distance and, and, uh, picking, you know, cute labia off shots, kind of rushing in and out. But man, and I think about it's like, man, cute labia is going to come bum rushing. So it's probably going to be him getting a hold of Bozer and getting down and smashing or I don't know, man, it's just so many fucked up things happen in, in cute labia <laughs> fights. Um, I think you was right though. You say if you do like Bozer in this spot, maybe looking at that over one and a half, uh, is a, is a look, uh, it's in the minus 135 range. I, I kind of lean Bozer. I just think he keeps this kind of slow and at range, um, for a little bit. Um, but I, I don't know, man. I, I hate to lay some juice on, on that with the way Q Labia just fights and how his fights go. Um, I just don't know what to think about that dude, man. He, he looks like he should be good and be able to get dudes down and smash dudes, and then he just gets fucked up every fight. I, I'm not sure when the last time Q Labia actually won a fight. It was Devin Clark like fucking two and a half years ago or some shit. Um I mean, Johnny Walker and Kenny Nunchucks and shit's knocking him out, man. I just, it, it's tough. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to pick Bozer here. Uh, and kind of how you, uh, you alluded to, man. If, if I do bet anything, since I kind of lean Bozer, I might look at that over one and a half. Um, hopefully I, I know most people bet Q labia under. So hopefully 
uh, some under money comes in and that can kind of get back down to a little closer to even. Yeah, that uh, is certainly a possibility that that could come down a little bit. Uh, I don't hate Bozer by decision. At uh, I think that's plus 400 at 365 I saw. Um, and I, I think uh, I mentioned a few times when he got a couple of weird-ass knockouts in his early UFC tenure that, like, this is a guy that you especially want to bet by decision after after those knockouts. But this dude... possible here, but he still can't wrestle. I don't think going down to 205 is going to teach him how to wrestle. Um, and I, I certainly expect him to be on his back in the first round. Uh, I just think that defensively he's always looked relatively sound, on his back because uh, he's used to being there. And I think he can survive the initial uh, Hugh Labia onslaught. Um, you know, so he's a, a better man than I am uh, for that. And uh, I do kind of like that, that over one and a half. Um, kind of either way that, that this one goes. Um, we have seen a couple times where Hugh Labia can get takedowns for multiple rounds before he gasses. It's not like an, an instant gas. So maybe some honorary fatties in this one, especially if that line comes down a little bit. Um, and what's the fight to go to decision? Plus 215. Mm, don't love that. Would like a, a little bit more. Uh, but but that's not crazy. Bozer doesn't have a lot of power. Uh, I know that Kulebi get has been finished in some weird ways in recent fights. Uh, but I've got the suspicion that this one's going to go a little bit longer than most people think. Next 205 fight on the cards. Uh, a guy that Cute Labia has fought, Dustin Jacoby, taken on uh, Azamat Frodzakanov? Is that a real name, Wes? What? I think it might be. Um, yeah, I uh, I, I kind of like uh, Jacoby in this fight. Um, he 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 got my boy to unhung. Like great performance. Uh, cost me last time. The I don't know what what who possessed Khalil Roundtree, but um, I was I was on Jacoby uh, pretty big against him. I really like Jacoby in that fight and. Roundtree showed up and like fought a really good fight. Somehow they was a split. I, I don't, I don't know. Like Roundtree won that fight and I was on Jacoby like, like pretty big in that spot. So that's a big statement coming from you as well. Yeah. I mean, you know, if I got a bad, like, but that, <laughs> that, that was a bad split. He, he lost that fight. Roundtree looked great in, in that spot, but I didn't like with Roundtree's performance. I, I didn't like take a lot from from Jacoby coming out of that though. He's still the the same dude. He's a, a very durable, technical fucking kickboxer, and I, I, he's got uh, above average takedown defense for um, you know a half a career long kickboxer coming over into MMA for a while now, but has always had decent takedown defense. So I just. I think he keeps us up. He out kick, kickboxes this guy. I just, um, I don't know if I, I want to bet Jacoby here though. Uh, it's the line's creeping. Uh, so 
I'm not sure it's going to get back down in, into playable range for me. It's a, a really good parlay piece if 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 you like him. Um, I just I don't know about laying minus one sixty or so uh, on on Jacoby here. Um, Jacoby by by decision uh, might be a look. That's up around two to one at one spot, plus one seventy five in most places. Um, that's usually um, Jacoby. Um, you know, fifteen rounds or fifteen minutes of, of kickboxing. So. Yeah, I, I like Jacoby here. I'm not sure if I'm going to play it or how I'm going to play it, but I, I do like him in the spot to probably win a decision. Yeah, I think you can probably look at overs in this fight. Uh, I, I know yeah. that uh, that the Russian fraud actually has a couple of stoppages in the UFC, um, one that he completely pulled out of his ass, and then decent performance against Devin Clark in, in his last one. Uh, I just don't think he's anywhere as good of a kickboxer as Dustin Jacoby. So he's going to need to get takedowns. And we've seen Jacoby either defend takedowns against much better wrestlers or be able to get back to his feet uh, against much better wrestlers. Um, so I don't think that that's going to be a successful game plan for the Russian here. I think he's probably going to tire himself out a little bit if he does that. Uh, so... Probably going to look to have the over one and a half in uh, a parlay in this one. It's like minus 230, which I think is low um, considering how durable Jacoby is and how, you know, despite his last performance, he usually doesn't show off a a ton of power. Um, But I kind of like Jacoby as well. Uh, I I don't mind the minus 155, minus 160 price tag that's out there. Um, Yeah, I'm, I'm with you, Jimmy. Um, I think that I had some, uh, stolen from me from the, the fraud. Uh, I, I had the old Teflon Don actually by decision at like some stupid price when, uh, when he came into the UFC in that debut, mm. I was counting my money heading into that third round, yep. uh, and then pissed it all away. Um, so maybe I'm going to lose some more money on, uh, uh, against the Russian uh, before I, I make it back, but I can guarantee you with what I've seen from this guy that uh, it is coming back multiple folds because he's not not good, uh, and I don't think this one sets up well for him. So I like Jacoby. I like that those short overs. Um, we'll see about the. Uh, the Jacoby by decision or anything like that. But uh, certainly Jacoby is a parlay piece over one and a half is a parlay piece. Do not uh, mind either of those one bit. Co-main event, featherweight division, Eddie Barbosa still doing the thing, still doing it at 145. Uh, hasn't been going tremendously well for him of late. But uh, he's taking on a little bit less physical of a 145-er. In good old Billy Quarantio, Wesley, what you got? Yeah, um, hadn't hadn't been hadn't been too good for our our boy Edson over his past couple. Um, he's fighting he's fighting some 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 pretty good some pretty good dudes. I, I was a little surprised by the last performance, so I, I will say that uh, Bryce Mitchell going out there and kind of you know, doing kind of on the feet what he did to um to Edson in that fight was was very surprising to me. Um 
you know, I, I like Billy Q. I, I think we're, we're, we're both, uh, Billy Q fans. We bet, we've bet Billy Q, uh, quite a bit. Um, you know, Billy Q was, was taking some of that, that Spanish King thunder last time or early in that fight, man. And, um, I know, uh, I know Alex Hernandez hits, hits hard, but you know, Edson hits hard and got it, got some technique and, um, I need my boy Edson to get off in the first round. Uh, I need him to get off. Uh, I need him to, to hit Billy Q with some stuff in the first round. And, um, hope he gets him out of there, gets a second, man. I just, it's going to be a, it's going to be a close fight. Uh, another close fight. And, uh, I'm getting dog money on, uh, on an all time fucking, uh, kickboxer here, man. So I'm, I'm, probably going to take Edson again and I'm going to be like if he doesn't get Billy Q out of there in the first round I'm I'm going to be puckered the rest of the way I'm going to need Edson to 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 get the second and survive the third if if that's the way it goes and he can't get Billy Q out of there um this might be a spot to take Edson before the fight and then look what Billy Q is after the first round because I do think Edson's going to have his most success for sure in the first round. And if that looks really good, uh, you might be able to get a good price on Billy Q live in the second round. Uh, but we'll see. Just think it's a close fight, man. I still think Edson's a really good striker. Um, I think he's got really good takedown defense and stuff. Um, you can't really hold Edson against the cage and shit. Uh, those things that Billy Q likes to do to wear guys down and shit. So I think it's just going to be a close fight. Um, I'm going to take some plus 155 on Edson and probably have a lot of puckering going on in that fight. <laughs> uh, I've, I've got some bad news for you. Um, you're going to have some puckering going on because I do think that Edson's going to struggle to get Billy Q out of there early. Um, I just mentioned the over one and a half in that Jacoby fight. Uh, I actually put it with the over one and a half in this one um, because I think that Billy Q's durable doesn't have a ton of stopping power. And, and when that stopping power does show up, I mean, you know, he, he knocked out the or stopped the uh, the the leader of the free world in the the second uh, last time out. But late in the second, and I don't think that he's going to do that to most guys. It's just he, he struggles when he's at physical disadvantages, uh, as he struggled early in that fight. And I think that's the case again here. So he's going to have his problems early. Uh, I think he's going to overcome them, probably come back and, and win a decision in this one. I really, really want to believe that Edson can get it done and, you know, have a, a ticket on Edson at, at plus money. Uh, but I think I'm just going to look at that, uh, that over. I think if you parlay those two together at uh, a Canby book right now, they're even money. Um, so yeah. I'll, I'll take a couple fights to go seven and a half minutes for, for even money uh, when I kind of expect them to go to decision. So... That's the way I'm going to attack that one. We'll see if I do something stupid with Edson later on in the week. But that brings us to the main event, sticking around in the featherweight division. Max Holloway, the blessed one, 
taking on Arnold Allen, the not blessed one. Um, what's he's almighty. So these guys both have like kind of Jesus-y nicknames. Um, you know, despite that, we still kind of like them because uh, they're both good fighters. But uh, interesting, interesting fight here. Uh, I don't know what Holloway's future is at 145. That tends to happen when you repeatedly lose to the same guy. If Allen can get a win here, obviously, I think he said that he's going to wait for a title shot. Don't think he's going to have to wait that long because... He deserves a title shot if you beat Max Holloway. Not a lot of dudes have done that over the years. Uh, so, Wes, what are, you, what are you thinking about the main event here? Yeah, if Arnold Allen wins this fight, he's fighting the winner of Volkanovski. And, well, he's fighting Volkanovski <laughs> here after Volkanovski beats up this dude with the fake belt. Um, yeah, this is, this is a good fight, man. Um uh, Arnold Allen, like to watch his progression, like we've we've gotten to watch over the past few years, is 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 pretty tremendous. Um, you know, I'm still kind of disappointed that you know that last fight against against Cater though, because I, I think that he was looking decent early in that fight, but that's what everyone expected anyway. Yes, and we never know what was going to happen over 25 minutes when we know Cater, his output, his durability and shit. I needed that tested with with uh, with Arnold Allen, and we didn't get to see that, and now he gets to go against king durability and output. You know what I'm saying? So, like, if you like Cater going into that fight, you fucking better like Max going into this fight for sure. Uh, and I did. I bet Cater going in that fight. Maybe I would have been wrong anyway. Um, I, I think you still gotta like Max here, man. Like, as good as, as Arnold Allen has gotten and stuff, I just, I don't think he has the finishing ability to get Max out of there, especially being like one of the most durable guys we've ever seen in this sport. Um, Arnold Allen, I don't think is a huge finisher. Um, I know he got Hooker out of there. I was kind of, you know, Hooker's been finished and stuff lately. And um I just, I don't see how Arnold Allen goes 25 minutes kickboxing Max. Max, I mean, it's going to have to get light. He's going to have to wrestle, I think, to beat Max over a 25-minute fight. I just, that's not happening, man. I just, if Arnold Allen touches Max and the chin's gone where Volkanovski couldn't get him out of there. I mean, just none of these dudes can, can, the shit he took from um from Yair, the shit Yair was landing on him that never even really fucking stunned him. I just I don't see Arnold Allen with the finishing ability to get one of the most durable guys I've ever seen out there. And what's probably gonna be a kickboxing match. And I mean just the output alone uh it's gonna be it's gonna be too much for Allen here for me. So man at this price I I I personally think you're getting a really good price on Max Holloway and a very winnable fight for him. Um, I think Allen needs to knock Max out or get Max out of there to win this fight, and I just can't see that happening. Yep, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm with you. I think that if you go back through Allen's fights, obviously the last two performances look great, uh, but he's essentially rocked guys right away and then sort of unloaded on them in those two fights. 
if he doesn't do that against Max, look back a little bit further and he does not throw a lot. And that is not a good recipe to have success against Max Holloway. In the entire 15-minute fight against Sadiq Yusuf, he threw 68 strikes. Total. Max is going to do that in a few minutes. (laughs) (laughs) A a little bit better against Nick Lentz, uh, who can't strike at all. Uh, He threw 130. That's not bad. That's not bad. Um, A little bit more against a crippled, hobbled Gilbert Melendez. Uh, One night, but you're still only talking about, like, he's throwing... 60 strikes around. He's, uh, like, he, he's gonna have to pick that up a hell of a lot against Max Holloway because you know that Max is gonna be there. He's gonna throw a shitload of strikes. Unless you think that Max is just completely washed and the chin is gone. And I don't know what would give you the impression that that's actually the case. Like, we know he's been in wars. But he's been in the no, for many yeah. years. He's never Showing shown no this. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so unless you think that uh, that Max is just on the downside of his career, I mean, the price is starting to creep up at this point. I, I hope it comes back down a little bit. So I, I like Max more at like the minus 170 range than, than where it's starting to, to creep back up to. Um don't have a, a play on it right now, but I'm certainly leaning Max in this one. Um, we don't know about Allen's volume against somebody that can actually strike and bring that volume against them. I think the durability's there. Uh, we don't really know about the cardio. That's that's what I was gonna say. I have. I, I, it's that was the cater fight though. That's that's another thing that we needed to see. Like Allen's a. a I mean, it's known his dad's a steroid freak bodybuilder. And <laughs> Alan works out. He lifts big weights like he's a big dude and shit. We don't know what that's going to do. And, like, when you're getting these 145 upper echelon fights, these guys are going for 20, 25 minutes throwing, throwing output, like throwing fucking strikes. I'm not sure Alan can do that. I, I'm, I have my doubts. I'm, I'm highly doubtful that he can do that. Yeah, I'm, I'm right there with you. So it's one of those things where, like you, I was on Cater in that last fight, lost it, good on Allen. Um, he, he did well in the first round. Obviously, there was the, the injury towards the end of that round, and then the second round was meaningless. I mean, I don't even know why Cater's corner let him come out for the second round. That's just negligent, negligent shit that MMA corners do. Um yeah, I, I need to see it still. And he's going up against the second best guy in the division, one of the like top three guys in the history of the division. And under two to you're one. Gonna, who's under two to one. Exactly. So gotta go with Max here. Uh we'll we'll see how it plays out. But holy shit, Wes, we managed to go way longer than I expected. <laughs> you let me uh, ramble too much. Lance keeps <laughs> me in line usually. <laughs> That's fine. When you ramble, it gives me time to look stuff up that I'm going to say. So it yeah, you're making out. bets. I'm literally talking, and you're over doing research. You're you're putting bets in as we're going here. You got all the time in the world. You know what? 
the the problem is if I don't put the bets in now when I'm saying it, I don't go back and I and listen to the podcast and listen to myself. And I should just listen to myself. So, so I got to put the bets yeah. in now. Sometimes got, I got to make money. Yeah. <laughs> I got to yeah. dig myself out of this hole that uh, that I'm in to start the year. Yeah, it's been bad. I've had a I've had a couple winning events, small, very small, but I'm like back to back winning events. So we're there. You gotta go start somewhere, yeah. right? Anyway, that's gonna do it for us this week on the MMA Analysis Podcast. We're gonna be back eventually next week. We are gonna be back next week. Uh, apparently, Maybe. what's the the main event for that? Blades and Pavlovich. Ooh, that's actually good. Is that that's coming up next? Damn, yeah, that's 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 good stuff right there. It's not bad. Shit, we got dude, that. We got Dong uh, and Simone. Holy yeah. shit! Not bad. That, yeah, those are bangers. Jeremiah Bullfrog and uh, Selmus Burger. That's and we got some uh, we got some bangers on this. We can fade Bobby Green as a minus three hundred favorite. Oh God, honey, yeah, yeah, against Montel Jackson, Jesus. <laughs> oh, we got the shitty Usman against Tafa. Uh oh, Wes is gonna lose some more money on that one, ain't he? I I don't know which one are you betting. Uh, not the shitty Usman. <laughs> I'm getting that motherfucker. It's gonna happen. You're gonna you're gonna lay the the minus two twenty on uh, Junior Tafa, huh? Nah, probably like. <laughs> Hump session or some top of decision or over one and a half. That's probably fatty paradise right there, ain't it? Are we getting a one and a half in that? Maybe after that power that it, uh, yeah. that Usman showed off last time out. The, the first time uh, in his entire life. Yeah. This is where we cliffhanger the folks. You're going to have to tune in next week to find out. <laughs> That's going to do it for us here on the Unman Analysis. Appreciate the pod, or I appreciate you guys joining in. Uh, we will see you next week. Thank you very much.